Hello, and welcome back or to Hunting Legends. I am Sue Host, Lauren Garcia, and today we're going to be talking about something that pretty much everyone knows, and that is the abominable, abom if I can say it right, abominable snowman, or the Yeti. The Yeti is an ape-like creature bigger than the average human that inhabits the Himalayan mountains. Stories of the Yeti were first told during the 19th century in a lot of Western culture, and a lot of the scientific community basically regards the Yeti as pretty much just a legend, uh, mostly for the lack of evidence that the creature actually exists. One fun thing is that the abominable, the name Abominable Snowman was actually coined in 1921, the same year Lieutenant, Colo Co Lieutenant Colonial Charles Howard Burry led the 1921 British Mount Everest Reconnaissance Expedition which he recorded in a chronicle called Mount Everest, the Reconnaissance, 1921. In the, in the chronicle, Howard Burry included an account where he had found footprints in the snow when crossing the Lac de La, or the Windy Gap, at 21,000 feet or 6,400 meters high. Howard Burry believed the footprints were actually made by a gray wolf with a very, with a loping gait, which is basically just a large gait. And the loping gait caused the prints to look more like double like the double tracks of a man. Uh, one of his guides also added that the tracks must be from the wild man of the snows which they called Mato Kang Kangmi, I believe is how you pronounce it. Mato meaning man bear and Kangmi meaning snowman. Now the name itself, Abominable Snowman, began when actually began when Henry Newman interviewed porters from the expedition. Newman had mistranslated the word Mato as filthy and substituted the word for abominable. Now, stories of the abominable snowman have been coming out into the world since really the 1800s. And some of the reports of throughout the centuries, I have them listed in the centuries that I'll say, and it was actually, actually, before the 19th century had actually began, the Eddie was actually a part of many Himalayan beliefs. <laughs> the Eddie was actually a part of many beliefs of the Himalayan people, uh, including the Lepcha people, who worshipped a, quote, glacier being as the god of the hunt. And then also followers of the Bon religion, believed that the blood of the me, let's see if I can pronounce this correctly, Mirgrod, 
I, that's probably a mispronunciation, but it R O it is M I space R G O D. If you know how to pronounce it, you're welcome to help me fix me. Which actually means, but this word actually means a wild man. Uh, and they they believed that the blood of the wild man had a lot of magical properties and that the followers of the religion actually used blood of some sort that they believed was from the wild man in a lot of their rituals in a lot of their rituals. And actually, the wild man in the Bond religion is actually depicted as ape-like and carries a large stone for a weapon and also makes a sort of wind-whistling sound. Now, during the 19th century, or the 1800s, in 1832, In James Princeps' book, Journal of the Asatic Society of Bengal, Princip added an account of Trekker B.H. Hodgson, Hodgson? Hodgson from his trip to Nepal. Hodgson Hodgson's guides had spotted a tall creature standing and walking on two legs and that the creature was covered in long, dark fur. But when the creature noticed the guides, it had fled and they couldn't follow it or couldn't find it. Now, Hodgson himself actually concluded that the creature must have been an orangutan. And in 1899, a report of footprints was recorded by Lawrence Waddles, was recorded in Lawrence Waddles uh, among the Himalayas. Waddles' guide told him about a large ape-like creature that left footprints in the snow. Waddle thought that maybe the creature might have been a bear. But Waddle also mostly disclaimed the stories due to them being like he said, she said stories, really hearsay stories. And into the 20th century or the 1900, 1900s, uh, reports on the Yeti actually did increase quite a bit. In fact, that's where most of the reports are that I will tell you about. In 1925, a photographer and member of the Royal Geographical Society, N.A. Tambazi, wrote that he saw a creature with dark fur near Zemo Glacier at 15,000 feet or 4,600 meters above sea level. The creature was about 200 to 300 yards away from Tambazi's group. And later, when Timbazi's group actually descended the mountain, they had found the creature's footprints. Uh, Timbazi 
describes them as, quote, similar in shape to those of a man, but only six to seven inches long by four inches wide. And also, quote, the prints were undoubtedly those of a biped. Also, in the 1950s, Western interest into the Yeti actually peaked, uh, including in... 1948, while on holiday, a man named Peter Bernay reported finding Yeti footprints in northern Sikkim near Zimu Glacier. In 1951, while scaling Mount Everest, photographer Eric Shipton took photos of large prints in the snow at 20,000 feet or 6,000 meters above sea level. Although the photos have been through some intense scrutiny, some saying that this is actual true evidence of the Yeti and others saying that it was fake or just a misidentification of the prints. In 1953, Sir Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Nor Norgay reported seeing large footprints when they were climbing Mount Everest Hillary was actually very skeptical, skeptical, not skeptical. Hillary was very skeptical of it being an actual Yeti. Uh, Norgay, however, at first believed that the prints were that of a Yeti, but grew skeptical as years passed. Uh, in 1954, Mountaineer John Angelo Jackson photographed a lot of prints in the snow. And although most of those prints have been identified, there were many large footprints that he had photographed that could not be identified by the scientific community. Also, uh, in March 1954, Daily Mail had printed an article about an expedition team that had found hair specimens that were allegedly from a Yeti. The hair had been analyzed by Professor Frederick Wood Jones. He was unable to determine exactly what animal the hair had actually come from, but he did suggest that the hair was actually from a hoofed animal that may have inhabited the Himalayas. In 1956, <laughs> Slaomir Roswitz, Ro I know I'm pr not pronouncing that correctly, but I am trying my best. Uh, but this man published his book, The Long Walk, where in it he claimed that while his group was crossing the Himalayas in the winter of 1940, they were blocked by two bipedal animals that weren't really doing anything but messing around in the snow, which I thought was pretty funny how they were blocked for quite a while uh, out of two creatures that were just playing around in the snow. Uh, another account in 1959, feces had actually been found and many had thought that it was from a yeti and analysis of the feces had actually discovered a parasite that could not be classified, and this discovery had actually led the United States government to create three rules 
for Americans who were trying to lead expeditions in search of the Yeti. One was obtain a Nepalese permit. Two, do not harm the Yeti except in self-defense. And three, let the Nepalese government approve any news reporting on the animal's discovery. This was supposed to keep everybody safe from unknown parasites as well as anything else. In 1960, a name that may sound familiar, uh, Sir Edmund Hillary actually led another expedition to collect and analyze physical evidence of the Yeti. And Hillary himself had actually borrowed a supposed Yeti scout to take to London to be tested. Uh, Mar Marka Burns was the examiner, <laughs> was the one to examine the scalp and determined that samples from the scalp resembled samples from a zero, which is this. I don't really know how to describe the zero except for it's this weird sort of goat-like animal. And she, Burns had actually surmised that the scalp was taken from an animal that was maybe a cousin or closely related to the zero. And in, the, in 1970, Mountaineer Don Willens claimed to witness a creature switching between walking on two legs and walking on four legs when scaling Annapurna. And actually, into the 21st century, now, there actually have been quite a lot of recent ones. I think there was one this year, actually, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, one was in 2017. Wait. In 2007... Joshua Gates and his team found footprints that resembled descriptions of Yeti footprints in the past. And in 2008, hair had been collected in the Garrow Hills area in Northeast India, India by Dipu Mark. Testing on the hair actually was inconclusive, but ape conservation expert Ian Redmond actually told BBC that the sample was actually very similar to the one found by Sir Edmund Hillary back in 1960. Now, all of these reports are pretty widespread except for the ones in 20th century, and even then they're still spare few years apart, so there's a lot of skepticism on whether people have actually been seeing a Yeti, or if they've just been seeing something that they've been misidentifying. In fact, uh, a lot of the scientific community actually believed that the creature that they claim to be is a Yeti is probably actually an unidentified species of bear. Now, this could actually make sense considering in uh, nearby villages at lower altitudes, they speak about like tree bears and really other type of bears that don't really fit description of uh, other 
identified local bear wildlife. Don't know what you would call that. Uh, and so there are some in the scientific community that believe that there are unidentified species of bear that ha go into the Himalayas and come back down. And these species are what people think is the Yeti. And who knows, it might actually be true. Because there, I mean, I've said it in the past, there's a lot in our world that we haven't actually identified or been to yet. And there are species of animals that are still being discovered today. So really any explanation could make sense. There could be like an actual ape-like creature that really is like the Yeti and it could be an unidentified species of bear or it could be something else entirely. It could be just some guy walking around in yak skin or bear skin or something like that. But I'm not gonna say that I know because I don't. But I will say that all of these cases, even from the 19th century to the cases from this century, uh, need to be taken with a bit of a skepticism because there is a lot of species that are yet to be identified today. And there are also a lot of fakes. Uh, the one where I mentioned the gray wolf with the loping gait that created a, a sort of double tracks like a human. That could be a very good example considering it could be just a smaller animal with a large gait and it's creating double footprints. The footprints, you never really know if it's just a few hours old or a few days old. And if it's a few days old, the snow can melt around it and make it look more like double tracks. But I'm also not saying that even with all the skepticism, I'm not going to say that there isn't such a thing as the Yeti. Who knows, they may actually identify a species bear or something as the creature that people have been calling the Yeti. And they may call that species of bear yeti. Who knows? But today there are also a lot of people scaling Mount Everest and trying to look through at least some of the Himalayas. And maybe that's the reason why not a lot of reports are today. A lot of them are in the 20th century whenever people were like, first starting to go to these places, maybe these creatures, whatever they are, have learned to avoid people. And it makes sense. It, it really does. If you don't know whether something's going to hurt you, I think you'd avoid it too. Oh, but I did also want to say that the Yeti is a part of very much a part of modern society and modern day in a lot of texts and books and movies and some movies that I will mention is actually 
the Bumble from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which airs every year <laughs> near Christmas time. The new movie from DreamWorks called Abominable. Uh, they feature the Yeti called Everest. And actually in Monsters, Inc., they featured the Abominable Snowman, which, if some of you got it, was actually my hint from last week to you guys about what this week was going to be. But, uh, everybody has their own opinions about creatures like this that could be real, could not be real, could be real, but not what we think. Uh, you could, if you want to, always if you want to, uh, leave a little comment on what you think the Yeti might be, on what your thoughts on the Yeti might be, if it's completely fake, if it's somewhat real, or if it's completely real. With all that information out and about for you guys to soak up and absorb, I will say that this has been Hunting Legends. Uh, if you're new, please subscribe for more content. If you're already subscribed, comment, get all your friends into Hunting Legends, comment on what you think the Yeti is, on your opinions of the Yeti. There we go. There's some change for you to make sense of. Uh, let's see if I can't get you a hint for next week, which will be... Oh, bit supernaturally, ghosts and whatnot. There's your hint. It's a ghost. What ghost? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, do know, but I'm not gonna tell. Anyway, this has been Hunting Legends. Hope you all have great weeks, weekends, lives, whatever. And please. All of you stay tuned for next week's episode of Hunting Legends, but until then, I will be saying goodbye. If my thing Okay, okay, goodbye. <laughs>